Filipino community can be heard every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on AM 1430. CHKT, Fairchild Radio. This is AM 1430, CHKT, Fairchild Radio, Toronto. The following are programs for the international communities of Greater Toronto. Opinions and views expressed here do not necessarily represent those of this station. Now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. Jimmy Gina had gone back for it, and Jimmy's clearance out again to the far wing. And Tim Kennelly, who's having such a blinder, uh, fouled the ball. He looked as if he was fouled. The referee allowed the play go on, and it comes up now to John Egan. John Egan up to Owen Liston. Liston back to Egan, and now they're really rolling. Egan across to the far side of the field. Mikey Sheehy. In it goes now, and a goal! The first score in the first goal in the game! Dear Gwither Majin, August Banachti, Law Elefadra Gagwiv. Good morning, folks, and welcome to Kyologus Crack here. On a big weekend to be an Irish person in the city of Toronto, or anywhere in the world for that matter. And um, we've got a great show lined up today. Um, Mr. O'Brien here in the studio, uh, along with Alex. And Alex, uh, no sign of Ken today, so fashion quality is pretty adequate, I would say, to start with. But he is supposed to be calling in here. My friend, uh, Kenny, I sent him on a little mission to go over and, and uh, have a quick interview with, um, with himself, the new man at the, at the head of the Catholic Church. Um, Pope Frankie and has Ken joined us is he he's as reliable as a Honda 50 this man he is always on the go Vegas I, I kind of had my doubts that he would call him from Vegas I seriously had my doubts that he would call him is he on the line he is Hi. say hello hello Mark Ken are you on the line how's it going well listen I, I intentionally stayed off the airwaves uh, so that you could surprise me with the result of the rugby game between Italy and Ireland can you can you give the listeners an update here I'm here at uh, Stadio Olimpico, and uh, unfortunately we're losing 6-3. Paddy Jackson just missed a penalty kick. Uh, I'm here surrounded by uh, good-natured Italian fans, actually, but uh, a few uh, Irish, you know, sporadically around here. But it's all very good, actually. Great atmosphere here. Beautiful day in Rome. Sun is shining. And uh, just the uh, we're just the wrong end of this result right now. All right, twenty nine right. minutes gone in the game, Mark, and a uh, little bit disappointing now. Italy's had us uh, push back on the ropes here. Oh no! Listen, can I talk? Can, anyway, can I talk? Can I talk to Pope Frankie for a second? I I have him very close to me. All right, I was I went to the Vatican this morning and even said a prayer. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> not, it hasn't paid off just yet. <laughs> oh, oh, very good. There's a Mexican wave now. Oh, good luck. <laughs> so how are things there you, uh, in the studio? Um, good? Pretty good, yeah. We had a big night last night. I'll tell you, the Grand Marshals Ball was one for the ages. Uh, a great um, a great GAA night, I have to say. And uh, Jimmy Dinahan was there, the Minister for, for Arts, uh, the Heritage and the Gale Talk. And he's going to be joining us here in about, um, probably in about 40 minutes. And uh, I kicked the show off with a clip that, that mentions him starting a great move there. But um, Brian Farmer was absolutely, um, I, I think he was very overwhelmed by the, the occasion, to be honest. Um, but it was a, a fantastic night. And um, I thought when I woke up this morning, Ken, I, I had a dream that the, the, the Gilchrist Canavan School of Irish Dancing had done the, uh, some Irish dancing to Gangnam Style. And uh, sure enough, when I woke up this morning, it wasn't a dream or a nightmare. You, you should have seen this thing. 
they did Irish dancing Gangnam style and then Farmer got up and joined them anyway I uh, I think uh, some people got some video footage of it but it was absolutely spectacular and a great night I got a bit of a head in me now today I have to say it was a late one oh, that. Yeah, yeah, you, you probably needed me there for support now this morning <laughs> I tell you it's been uh, it's been a great I suppose week now right great luncheon at the IPOY last week too wasn't it it was yeah and um you know, just such eloquent speakers. I have to say, we had a we had a great we had a great afternoon there. I have to say, it was uh, it was spectacular. Hey, tell me, what, what did you get up to last night? Oh, I, I probably wouldn't be allowed on air. Ah, uh, no, community well. community show. It was great fun though. We met lots of people. I met loads and loads of Irish people in uh, in Rome last night. Yeah, uh, fellas from Galway, uh, Kilkenny, Kerry, Dundalk. Uh, uh, oh. No leash fellas, no Sligo fellas, yeah. no leech from either, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, loads of uh, loads of Irish people, oh. great, uh, great atmosphere in the town, brilliant. Absolutely oh wow! Brilliant. Of course leash fellas and Sligo fellas can't afford uh, trips like that, you know, except, <laughs> except the ones that live in Canada. <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> And uh, no, I'm here. Uh, I'm here with my pal Terry Brush too, and uh, you know he's uh, he's trying to make sense of this game, this rugby game here. You know. Yeah. Oh, he wouldn't oh, be the sharpest knife. He's, he's, he's rooting for Italy now. He's telling me. <laughs> a big Irish jersey on him too. <laughs> well, he wouldn't be the sharpest knife in the in, in the drawer now, to be uh, honest, no, that fella. <laughs> you're right there. You're right there. Yeah. Very We're good. We're under fierce pressure here uh, in our own half, and uh, oh. we're just trying to get it out. But uh, yeah, it's well, been. Um, unbelievable Italian pressure on us now well listen will you will you send me a text with the result there so I can uh, let everybody oh, know I about it. I got a, you wouldn't believe this now I got an email on the way over here from Dermot Donnelly and he's at work and he's bored I don't know how that oh. happens to begin with and he sends me an email with about 10, 10 minutes before our radio show and he wants the channel for the Italy-Ireland game so that he can watch it because he's bored no such thing as listening to Keologa's crack of course right that's unbelievable. Here we are giving them live results. It's unreal. I know, I know. Anyway. Unreal. Well, listen, uh, you know, I don't call that in later. I want to wish all our listeners a very happy St. Patrick's Day. I'll, uh, I'm actually heading out tonight. I'm off to London tonight. So uh, oh. I'll be in London for the first time ever uh, for St. Patty's Day. So. No, listen, you're all the best. Um, good luck with this show. I know you're listening. So. Yeah, you're a good man for calling in. You're a good man for calling in. I'll, I'll... I'm glad I remembered. Okay, go on, Ken. Enjoy the game. All right. <laughs> All right, Ken, calling from Italy. There's no way we could fabricate that. That was very real. <laughs> that was very real. Anyway, we're going to kick the show off here with a, uh, with a bit of music, and um, it's a pity Ken is not on the line because some of the lyrics in this song here talk about Sligo being on the receiving end of a, of a, of a Gaelic football loss. But um, anyway, the Saw Doctors are coming here, as we've been talking about for, about, uh, for over a month now. They're here on Tuesday, and so we're going to uh, kick it off here with uh, a great Saw Doctors tune called Presentation Border.
She's the last year of her species Be no borders anymore The non said it's far too dear To keep the girls away from home Ah, oh, but who's gonna tease the boys now? The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. All right, Colin and the boys at the Belfast Lounge at 5165 Dixie Road, Mississauga. want you to know that they'll actually be open on St. Patrick's Day. They don't normally open, open on Sundays, but this Sunday is a special one. So they're open from 11 a.m., to 2 a.m. There'll be great food and Irish dancing throughout the day, live music from Celtic Cross, and there'll be draws happening all day long. Tell Colin and the lads from Keol that the lads from Keolagus Crack sent you over and you might get an extra ticket for the draw. Kempville Travel and Irish Travel have Super St. Patrick's Month offers booking by March 28. Save up to $500 per couple on CIA tours of Britain and Ireland throughout 2013. Save $200 per couple on exclusive tours. Daniel O'Donnell, up close and personal, August the 16th to the 27th, World of Coronation Street, September 14th to the 21st, and Unforgettable Ireland, September the 21st to the 28th. Live like a lord, pre-booked self-drive one week in four-star castle hotels with one night in the five-star Ashford Castle, only $899 per person twin share, land only for all April departures, plus a free car upgrade. And the Taste of Wales and Ireland Coach Tour, 11 nights in superior hotels with 19 meals, made a 2nd to the 14th, only 28.99 per person twin share, inclusive of return air, all taxes and fees, and always the best available prices for Ireland, for example, air only to Dublin, return April 1st to the 9th, $775 fully inclusive, plus much more. Go to KempfieldTravel.com. All right, are we ready for our friend in Ottawa? Hello, Hello, Desmond. Hello, yes, we are ready for our friend in Ottawa, and I'm ready for you guys down there in Toronto as well. (laughs) And uh, good morning, uh, folks, and uh, good morning, lads, down there in Toronto, and uh, Desmond DeVoy here with the news from Ireland for this week. Here are the top stories that have been making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. 
Well, it was, it was an example of do as I say, not as I do. That appeared to be the lesson independent TD Luke Ming Flanagan was spouting this week. The Irish Daily Star reports that the Roscommon South Leitrim TD has admitted to being corrupt after he admitted to having penalty points on his driver's license quashed for using his cell phone while driving. Flanagan, along with being a fervent campaigner to legalize marijuana, has also spearheaded a campaign against Gardaí wiping points off of driving licenses for people in the know. However, Flanagan said that he will not stand down over the controversy. Speaking to Shannon Side Radio this week, Flanagan said that, quote, on the issues of penalty points, it was corrupt what I did. Flanagan caused an uproar just before the funeral of murdered Detective Garda and Adrian Donahoe when he called the Garda Shikana, quote, a corrupt police force for removing penalty points if one was, quote, cozy with a senior Garda. The TD has since claimed in the dial that a Garda sergeant and a senior county official, quote, insisted that his penalty points be removed and never asked that he himself never asked for the points to be removed. Flanagan was stopped twice for using a mobile phone while driving, an offence which carries a fine and two penalty points, in June and December of 2011. He claimed that hours after the second offence, a senior Roscommon County Council official phoned him to tell him he had, quote, sorted out the issue. The Evening Herald has since reported that the official Roscommon County Manager Frank Dawson is now considering legal action to clear his name. I have let the people down, said Flanagan this week. I'm sorry that I have let them down. The Dial Technical Group, a loose grouping of independent TDs who form a party of convenience to allow them more speaking time in the Dial, is said to be furious at Flanagan. Four TDs in the group are calling for his removal. Dublin North Central TD Finian McGrath told the Evening Herald yesterday that both Flanagan and Tax Chief TD Mick Wallace should both be shown the door, calling Flanagan's behavior, quote, outrageous and beyond belief. However, former Socialist TD Claire Daly and Independent TD McWallace are said to be fighting the move. And now an update on a bizarre story we brought you a few weeks ago. A property developer who claimed to have been kidnapped for eight months was himself arrested by Guardi on Thursday on suspicion of wasting guard time. Kevin McGeever, 69, from Swinford County, Mayo, was found barefoot, disoriented, and emaciated state with a long beard, wandering barefoot by the side of the road in January near Ballinamore, County Leitrim. He was arrested at his Crowell home by officers in Gort, County Galway, but was released on Friday night without charge. A file is now being prepared for the Director of Public Prosecutions. A senior guard, a source, told the Irish Independent that, quote, Gardaí have exhausted every line of inquiry in relation to this mysterious case and found no evidence of a threat or a ransom demand. McGeever claimed that he had been kidnapped by three armed men last May. In entertainment news this morning, like watching a train wreck, you can't just help but watch. Yes, as locusts descend on Israel, another apocalyptic sign reached our shores this week. Yes, Jedward has come to Canada. The annoying twins from Lucan County, Dublin, who, in fairness, did surprisingly well as Ireland's entry to the Eurovision Song Contest last year, descended on Toronto this past week, joining presenter Laura and Toyota on Much Music to perform their hits Lipstick and Waterline, part of a wider publicity tour across Canada. However, the 21-year-old twins were not sporting their traditional hair quiffs, maybe a doft of the hat to more adult tastes. And this week, we are pleased to introduce a new feature here on the News from Ireland, This Week in Irish History. And it was quite a busy week many years ago. On March 13, 1960, U2 bass player... Sorry, YouTube bass player Adam Clayton was born in Dublin. Exactly 45 years later, in 2005, U2 were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame along with Bruce Springsteen. Last week marked the 1987 release of one of their most, the band's most famous albums, The Joshua Tree. For sports fans Mark and Ken, this one's for you. Also on March 13th, Ireland won the Rugby Grand Slam for the first time in 1948, defeating Wales. They would not repeat this feat for another 61 years. 
On March 13, 1939, one of my father's favorite books, At Swim Two Birds by Flann O'Brien, is published. On March 14, 1778, rebel leader Emmett, Robert Emmett, is born in Dublin. And on March 14, 1991, the Birmingham Six were freed after 16 years in jail. Paddy Joe Hill, Hugh Callahan, Richard McKinley, Jerry Hunter, Billy Power, and Johnny Walker had all been found guilty of planting bombs at two Birmingham pubs in 1974 that killed 21 people. It later emerged that West Midlands police had beaten confessions out of the men and fabricated and altered notes on the case. And today, March 16th, Loyalist gunman Michael Stone killed three people at the funeral for IRA members who were shot dead by undercover agents in Gibraltar. Stone said that his 1988 attack was a revenge for the Remembrance Day attack in November 1987 in Enniskillen, County Fermanagh. Finally, on March 16, 1852, Lady Gregory, the co-founder of the Abbey Theatre, is born in County Galway. Along with William Butler Gates, she's credited with fostering the Irish literary revival. Another story this week, could family togetherness bring, well, the Gallagher brothers together? Organizers of the Gallagher Family Reunion County Donegal or certainly hope so, that the tranquility of the Northwest and the strength of family might be enough to bring warring Oasis rockers Liam and Noel together again following their 2009 split. The second Gallagher Global Gathering will take place August 6th to the 15th in Gorta Hork, and the 90s rock stars have been cordially invited in the hopes of patching things up. Their mother, Peggy, is from County Mayo. The two men, who have not spoken since 2009 and have since gone on to form rival bands, might be enough to tip the scales as the Gallagher clan is attempting to break the world record for the largest number of people with the same name in the same place at the same time. According to the Irish Independent, six years ago, 14,088 Gallaghers descended on Letterkenny, Donegal, and took the title away from the Jones clan of Wales. The Gallaghers are certainly a musical clan. Confirmed attendees are Benny Gallagher, who was a staff writer for the Beatles and worked with Simon and Garfunkel, as well as musician, arranger, and producer Frank Gallagher, who has worked with Dame Shirley Bassey, Charlotte Church, and dairy composer Phil Coulter. Well, finally from us this week, it's not surprising that when the bell rings, students want to get as far away from the classroom as possible. But students at Trinity College Dublin have taken fleeing campus to a whole new level, and for a good cause, no less, with a challenge amongst a group of friends to see who could beg, borrow, and flat-out fib their way the furthest for free travel. The Jailbreak 2013 Challenge was won by two TCD medical students, Matthew Heinbach and his girlfriend, Claire Cullen, who travelled to Argentina with their flights covered flights home covered by Lady in Red crooner Chris Berg. The pair made it to South America, 7,020 miles from Dublin, raising 2,120 euros for the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Amnesty International. The teams were each given 36 hours to get as far away from the campus as possible without spending a dime to reach their destination. Brian Cusack and Sonia Wu Murphy were second, reaching Indonesia. All told, 40 teams raised about 10,600 euros for the challenge. Other teams made it to Bratislava, Slovakia's capital city, Paris, and the Vatican City. Only three couples didn't make it out of Dublin Airport, according to the Evening Herald. Maybe next year, they'll try Canada. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland this week. We'd like to wish a happy St. Patrick's Day to all of our listeners. There you go, to date. Now it's back to Toronto with Alex Young and Mark O'Brien, and how often can I say this, Ken Tracy in Rome. So until next week, folks, Slán go foil, August Aaron go bra. Desmond, some great scoops there. Where are you getting this stuff from? It's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I have my sources. <laughs> well, some interesting things that happened in, in, in history there. Um, and uh, I can only tell you that I'm absolutely delighted that I didn't know that Jedward were here because <laughs> I, I, you know, Ken might have tried to get them in for some kind of an interview. But, and, oh and that is the most bizarre story. And um, I have some uh, relatives that used to live here, actually. And uh, he lived in Swinford for a while. And I... I don't know. I hope it's not him. I hope it's not him. 
Yeah, I hope so too. No, <laughs> hope no connection there. Well, All right. I'm, I'm glad we dodged the bullet on Jed. There, Jed were there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could learn a thing or two about that travel initiative there as well. I'll have to look into that. Thanks. Free travel's <laughs> always good. Yeah. <laughs> thanks very much, Desmond. Thank you so much, Mark. All right. So, so folks, um, thanks again, Desmond. So, folks, last week we were we were treated to an absolutely amazing day at the uh, Ireland Person of the Year. And uh, the Toronto Irish players, of course, were uh, were honoured with the uh, with the award. And Barbara Taylor, Barbara Taylor received the award on behalf of the Toronto Irish players. Um, but there was an, some incredible speeches. I'm a big fan of really good speeches, to be honest with you. And Barbara was uh, was absolutely fantastic. Um, Rory O'Shea, Rory O'Shea did an outstanding job as well. And uh, Seamus Grew, who also raised a flag at City Hall, um, he he also stunned us, I think, with some some very uh, interesting revelations about his early days in Canada and. Uh, how he eloquently put it, how he was raised on song and story. And it was very heartwarming and, and it was also humorous. And um, I'm happy to hear that, you know, I've been scanning plentyoffish.com and Lava Life and, and, and stuff to see if Seamus Grew has showed up there um, because uh, uh, he... he, he he, um, he 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 suggested in his speech, if you will, that uh, that the best days of his life were growing up in Etobicoke and, and not the days with his wife, right? So anyway, either uh, she's a very forgiving woman or her hearing aid wasn't working that well, but whatever it was. But um, his daughter, Colleen, I think to me, stole the show. Alex, you, you should have heard this rendition that she did of, of Danny Boy. And um, I, I kind of scanned the room and the audience was was just uh, in a trance. You could have heard a pin drop there. Everybody was just so engaged and it just proves it's it's just a, a very powerful song for Irish people. It really, really does, um, I think, connect them more than any other song. And um, I decided that it would be, um, be good for us to play a little rendition of Danny Boy. And here's one of my favorite singers there, Joe Dolan, singing Danny Boy. Oh, Danny Boy The pipes, the pipes are calling From glen to glen And down the mountainside The summer's gone And all the roses falling It's you, it's you Must go and I must buy
Okay, folks. Well, as uh, everybody is aware, uh, Diageo are one of our, our key sponsors here on the show. Uh, been very loyal to us over the years. And uh, tomorrow has to be one of the biggest revenue days, I would say, for, for the Diageo organization globally. But they have some very interesting tactics going on this year. And I'm delighted to be joined on the line by a gentleman by the name of uh, Paul O'Rourke, who's going to tell us a little bit about um, a very unusual approach that uh, that they're taking. Paul is making his first trip to Canada. He just landed in the last couple of days. So, Paul, are you on the line there? Good morning, Mark. Yes, I, I can hear you loud and clear. Uh, good morning. Where are you today? I'm uh, I'm down at the Irish Embassy Bar and Grill. It, it's just half-time in the Ireland-Italy game. I'm here with uh, with uh, six. The, there's six of us that uh, the, the guys from Guinness Canada flew over for the week to uh, uh, help the Canadians authentically celebrate uh, St. Patrick's Day. As if we don't, as if as if we don't know how to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Although I do think we need a little. First of all, what's the score in the game there at halftime? The, the, the score, the score is nine six. Yeah, it, oh. it's not going particularly well. It's nine six to Italy. Um, we're, we're hanging in there. O'Driscoll spent ten minutes in the bin. Oh. All right, all right. So, so Paul, tell us a little bit about this. What, what's going on? So there's six of you out here. You're, you've been flown out specifically uh, to help Canadians celebrate St. Patrick's What does that mean? Well, uh, you know, uh, as you said to yourself, you know, how, how much help do the Canadians need? I mean, we've, we, you know, I mean, we, we didn't ask too many questions. No, but, but look, we've been, hearing, uh, we've been hearing stories about Canadians drinking uh, green beer on, on St. Patrick's Day, and uh, we're... we're uh, uh, we're, we're telling them we've never even seen a green beer in Ireland before. It's pa- Patrick's Day, of course, is all about having a pint of Guinness. So uh, 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 that, that's the sort of you know that's the main reason we're here. Six of us uh, we're kind of going around uh, uh, various 
various bars tomorrow, giving out uh, some pints of Guinness, some T-shirts. We've mass in the morning at uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral, and yeah. the guys are, are putting on a, a coach to, to bring people from there to the Irish uh, Embassy after. So I'm, I'm sitting in a pub tomorrow, I'm a Canadian, and I'm drinking green beer, it's got some dye in it, and I'm not a big fan of it, to be honest with you, Paul, and I don't, I don't engage, and it is a bit of a North American thing, I have to say. So I'm sitting there drinking something that has a bit of dye in it, what are you going to do, what are you going to say to me? Well, we're, we're, we're going to say to you that uh, uh, if you want to celebrate uh, Patrick's Day as the Irish do, you, you don't drink a pint of green beer, you drink a pint of Guinness. <laughs> Very good. And so, um, and how much training did you have to go through for this? We 